Welcome to the Talking Shop Podcast. Join Josh and Michael as they talk about the latest hobby news, what's on the shelves at Grand Slam, the inside scoop on what it's like running a local card shop, and much, much more. Now, to the episode. Hey, hey, hey. What do you say? Look who's back. Look who's back in the captain's chair. I did not like being in the captain's chair by myself. I would say you're always in the captain's chair. I'm in the co-pilot chair. No, but no. I will say that I was driving, what, driving back. Yeah, you were texting as well. Shame on you. And not as much as I wanted to because I saw <laughs> people talking trash in the comments about me. So I was, I was dying not to pull over and, and argue. But I I told them that you that uh, you probably wouldn't be on the on the podcast listening. Oh, I, so I noticed some comments, Anthony. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> well, it is starting to fill up there. Drop your comments in there as usual. Thank you for being here. Uh, it's I think this whole Tuesday night thing is working out. I I I like it a little bit better. I would agree. Monday, Monday <laughs> night football, Monday night raw, because I'm a wrestling guy. So this is, and I work on Mondays at the shops. So this is kind of a better day for me too. Yeah. So. Yep. So let me just uh, hit the rundown real quick. Uh, this is our format for now. I think uh, if we ever get to a season two, we may jumble it up a little bit. But uh, we always start with the opening rip. We find a topic. This week, it's going to be about football and baseball. Uh, and sort of try Surprise. to tie, yeah, try to tie that back into the hobby. Then we talk about what's heading to the shelves this week at Grand Slam, uh, along with available breaks. There's a juicy break still out there that needs to get filled. So looking for some help on that, guys. Uh, and then uh, we look behind the counter. We got an interesting topic uh, for behind the counter, and. Um, and then we're going to tie that into another topic that uh, has just been <clears throat> very, very prevalent in the hobby content world, which is all about the whole grading thing. So we'll talk about that. Then card from the vault. Then uh, products and events we got to look forward to. And Trade then, night. That's right. And then uh, crazy stat of the week. But before that... A little bit of banter. So, um, Josh, you went to Florida. What part of Florida did you go to? We went to Destin, Florida. Never been there. Um, we Last year, at this time, we went to Hilton Head, just a little family getaway, kind of right. like the end of the summer, one last little take the kids to the ocean trip. And since school had started last year, we were at Hilton Head, and it was like peaceful and quiet, and nothing was busy. We had to pool to yourself almost you know there'd be some older people there it was we were like this is really nice so this year my wife booked it a while ago but want to make that extra drive down to florida <laughs> for some nicer sandy beaches white sandy beaches and uh <clears throat> down there for um, a few days and so we did that and again hardly any kids very low traffic a lot of people were out of Florida because of the hurricane, even though we weren't anywhere close to that. Right. So it was, I tell everyone it was as good as you could have with five kids. So nice, nice. No, I love the panhandle. I love the, I mean, it's just, you don't see that. I grew up on the East coast in Charleston and you know, you just, you know, it, it creeps me out swimming in water that I can't see through anyway. <laughs> so, but 
the water there is beautiful. The sand there is beautiful. Destin is is yeah. a great place. There isn't a card <laughs> shop in Destin, believe it or not, because that's one thing I like to do when I'm in another place. And there was a, a store called Second and Charles. We went there. It's a, um, I don't know, pri maybe privately owned kind yep. of book million on steroids, mm -hmm. but lots of gaming stuff and uh, yep. no sports cards at all, but. Lots of books, lots of movies, lots of music and posters. And, you know, my kids like to look at the action figures and the toys right. and board games and stuff. So we went to that second Charles a couple times. Yeah. Card shop. I was hoping there was a card shop down there. Yeah. Second and Charles is a good place to put a shot, a mental Christmas list together. There's a lot yeah. of knickknacks and games yeah. and really cool stuff. I had forgotten you went to Hilton Head last year. I think I told this joke last year about the average age in Hilton Head is deceased. I mean, it's, it is slow there. I lived there for 15 years and uh, yeah. yeah, if you're looking for a place to relax, that's the yeah. place to be. All right. <clears throat> Opening rip time. I'm sure that banter just put everybody to sleep. George. Hello. And high hey, five. George. What's up, George? High five to you. Oh, I'm going to send you a picture, Michael. Yep. Um, that George sent me. And, um, uh, and we'll throw it up on the screen in a little bit. It was really okay. cool. So George probably. Well, uh, we have wrapped up week five in the NFL. And um, I tell you, if you ever want me to like sabotage, you know, a, a, uh, a fantasy football team, just have me pick it. Because every player that well, I have, have you invest in their cards. Absolutely. Because every player from Russell Wilson to Matt Ryan to Justin Fields has laid a complete egg. But I'm not going to sit there and just get on my soapbox about that. It happens. Um, but man, it is it's tough. But week five takes. Uh, I'm going to split this up into three sort of categories. Fake or real better than we think and worse than we think so fake or real josh the new york football giants you know i think they're they're four and one um i want to say they're real but they're not eight and two 14 and three real I think they're, when Saquon is healthy, Daniel Jones is serviceable. Yeah. They can, they could kind of hang with anybody. Um, so I don't want to say fake, but I don't want to say real. <laughs> I don't think they're going very far, but I think they're no longer a laughing stock and a team you can just count as an automatic win. I so agree. that's a, that's agree. a great answer, but I, I, you know, gray, not great. That's a gray answer. <laughs> That's my thought and, on the Giants. And I'm leaning completely on you on this, just because uh, I was elbow deep in kids and birthday parties this weekend. So I watched hardly any football. So I just grabbed the sort of the, the win-loss columns and picked stuff I thought stuck out to me. Better than we think, the Bengals. Are the Bengals better than we think they are? I... I think they're better than their record shows, but I think last year was kind of a little magical little journey for them. And I, would, I, would, I, would, I, would, I think they're coming back to earth a little bit. 
Joe Burrow has no protection. I think if he could get more protection, there's no there's no doubt they would be better. But so would every team in the NFL. But um, um, Matt Roper, this is a family show. Just kidding. That that comment's funny. Oh, <laughs> I was about to say, well, who, what are you talking about? Fantastic. Hello, it's Cobbs. Matt Roper, you must have saw the uh, Drew McIntyre carry and cross strap match. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> That's an inside WWE joke only you would get. Who's who's it's Cobb? That's uh, Jacob. Jacob, what's up, man? Um, and and George, he thinks he thinks the G Men are real. So. Yeah, so it's I I would I would lean towards real as long as Saquon's healthy. He's like MV, he's like MVP caliber good. Yeah, when he's healthy. Yeah, yep. Um, and then worse than we think, the 49ers. are they worse than we think? They're atop the division, which the Rams have really been a surprise this year. Um, we thought the Seahawks would be bad, and they're two and three. Although I think they're better than we thought they would be. Cardinals are not looking very good. So the Niners are probably going to win that division, I bet you. Ooh. Wow. If, if, unless the Rams just kind of – but the Rams look very unRam-like. <laughs> and I think it's because I drafted Matt Stafford as my quarterback. Because <laughs> that's one thing you could count on for Stafford is stats, and he's right. not even doing that. So right. if I had a gun to my head and had to pick a winner in that division, I'm probably picking the 49ers. Yeah. Yep, they're just they, – they look like a solid team, right? And Jimmy G is just a quarterback that will just keep them not doing anything stupid. Right. You know, he's a gamer. Jake, Jacob, I apologize. I, I, I need to write these things down. I, and then me- Matt says he he hasn't watched Extreme Rules yet. We're in t- what in the world is in Tuscaloosa? No, no good reason to ever be in Tuscaloosa there, Matt. Birthday, I think. I think. Didn't Drew have a birthday? Uh, I think that's between uh, the Auburn Tiger and the 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 Bama dude. So, um, do you have any other, there. any other teams in that list? Or <laughs> no, I just wanted to keep it short and sweet because we do have a lot to talk about. But um, you know, if if you want to add some some teams in there, like I said, I didn't watch much. Uh, unfortunately our hometown team looks like, um, they couldn't beat their way out of a paper bag. And because of that, they fired the coach. Sometimes that ignites a team. Sometimes it sort of inspires a team to sort of rally together when, when a head coach is fired, but, or it, it could just cause some sort of a downward spiral and they clean house. So we'll see any thoughts on our beloved Panthers. Well, I, I, it sucks that the moment they lose their horrible coach, which needed to happen, then Baker sprains his ankle and he's out for two to three weeks. So it's like maybe this would have been a little, little something for a little opportunity for Baker to shine. Yeah. But uh, you know, it looks like Darnold will probably get the start for a few weeks. But I will. I got a funny tidbit about this weekend going into Monday night. Daniel Jones and I in our Grand Slam fantasy football league, we were virtually tied. We each had a player left. He had Josh Jacobs, and I had Travis Kelsey. Josh Jacobs was having a game of the year for him. <laughs> or like 33, 34 points in our league. So about the only thing that could happen for me to win would be something crazy like Travis Kelsey catches four touchdown passes. Well, Travis Kelsey caught four touchdown passes. Boom. And I won! 
again. Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Jones is in the chat. Daniel, I was I felt bad because <laughs> but but going into Monday night, we had to kind of assume Kelsey was gonna score more than Jacobs. That's just that's a fair a fair prediction, but it did look like I was up a creek. And then Kelsey, every time they'd get down there, Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey. Bailed you out. Bailed you out. And Jacob had Josh Jacobs and Travis Kelsey both starting. So, yeah, I would I would nice. be surprised if you did not win your fantasy football week. Matt, that has got to be a nasty rumor, right? Please tell me that Matt Rule is not going to coach the Auburn Tigers. That tell me you're just picking on me at this point. Did, did you see the um did you see that he's going to get like what was it, four hundred and eighty seven thousand dollars a month for like the next forty eight months or whatever is forty million still owed over four years. That's Could you imagine that? I get to go sit at home <clears throat> if I want and do nothing and get forty million dollars. And I think whatever that is, it was four hundred and eighty something thousand or eight hundred and something thousand a month. I think it was eight hundred thousand a month for forty eight months. That's nuts. You can fire me any day, Tepper. No, no kid, no kid. And Kevin, I'm I'm hoping it's a bad rumor, like a rumor with a whole bunch of holes in it. <laughs> um. All right. So that's football. Um. You know, I think there was a there was a. Yes, something about the Raiders. George, George has another hot take. The Raiders are better than the record. Well, so I would I would agree with that. They 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 about they could have very easily beat the Chiefs yeah. last night, and I think yeah. there's a couple games this year they they could have very easily won. So I would agree with that. It's been a weird football season. You and I talked about that in the pregame. It's just been funky, right? Yeah. There are things that. Um, just don't pass the eyeball test and things that are so counterintuitive that no one expected. Uh, and so we're headed to, you know, we're, we're more than a quarter of the way through the season. And, and usually the cream starts rising to the top, but there have been some weird injuries. There have been some surprising teams. So I think by the time we get to, you know, that week eight or nine, um, if these, if these trends don't start reversing themselves that we're seeing, then it could end up being just a wild ride through the playoffs. So, yeah. uh, and speaking I, I, of, oh, go ahead. Well, go ahead. I, I was I about another, to segue. I, okay. Yeah. Don't segue yet. I, I, I want to defend for a second, the call on the Brady call on the roughing the passer. And you guys know I'm a Brady Homer. So I'm going to defend this. That call was so bad, I cannot defend it because it was that bad. It was one of the worst calls you'll ever see. It should not have been roughing the passer. But could it have been possibly a makeup call from the play right before where there was egregious pass interference that they did not call that would have solidified the game? Mm. So let's keep in mind that everyone that hates Brady and wanted the Buccaneers to lose and let's also remember, kind of like the Seattle Super Bowl, let's say that they don't call refing the passer there. The Buccaneers get fourth down. They kick the ball. The Falcons get the ball back deep in their territory with a minute or two to score a touchdown to win it. Let's be real. That's not a that's not a guarantee. So to say that the Falcons were screwed, they should have won that game because of that call, 
is too far fetched. They would have probably still lost the game, and and the play before that was was horrible, as horrible as the roughing the passer call. So. Yeah, very rarely, very 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 rarely do games come down to a, one call. Everything sort of builds in this cumulative. So, but yeah. I was wondering when you were going to. I had, to, I had to defend that, even though that was the worst. <laughs> well, I think the NFL, you know, no one wants to see what happened to Tua ever happen to anybody, whether you're a fan of them or not. So there's going to be a big overreaction. And I guess there was another one last night. I didn't yeah. see it, but um, I guess the the they're discussing that call, those calls and those types of calls going forward this season. Yeah. So. That could be cool if they kind of chill out there a little bit. Um, all right. You can segue now. Okay. Segwaying over to the diamond. Uh, the wild card was wild. The wild card round was wild. A lot of games sort of uh, teams losing the grip on the games late uh, in the late innings. A lot of excitement. And so uh, I'm going to throw these matchups to you. And I want you to give me a uh, sort of a guess at who's going to win and uh, a player. If you could, um, if you could, if you if your pick ends up winning and moving on to the World Series, um, a card you would like to have in hand ready to move at the World Series. So uh, let's go through your picks first. So Yankees, Guardians. Who do you like there? I mean, it's it's kind of like the Patriots in their hey, you just don't I wouldn't bet against the Yankees. They're just they're pretty loaded. Yeah. Um I couldn't tell besides Ramirez, I couldn't tell you another name I'm on guarding, the Guardians. Yeah. Um maybe is it Ch- Shane Bieber still pitching for them, right? Sure. See? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm exactly. So uh, I tend to agree. I think the Yankees um, will will beat them. Um, and is it Judge and only Judge of the cards that you're wanting to hold on to until World Series time? Yeah, probably. You know, um, unless something unusual like a Rizzo just goes on a tear mm-hmm. and and gets gets some sort of an MVP, maybe, but. Yeah, the spotlight would be on Judge. That would be my safer bet. And here's here's a sneaky one. And if and you I, like Judge, stay tuned for my card from the vault this week. Little there you go. Um, and I don't know if he's healthy, but here's a sneaky play. Uh, and it's always going to be long term because he's a pitcher. But Garrett Cole, mm. um, maybe his early stuff. Like if you could get his early stuff, I think he came up with the, with the Pirates. Um, mm-hmm. Some Garrett Cole stuff because he could have a special. Um, postseason if he's healthy I don't know but he's just one of those guys that can you know can win two to three games in a series because he's he could be that dominant all right Mariners Astros so I mean the Astros won today Jordan Jordan hit a what a three a three run walk-off home run am I right there yeah so and again, even without that, he would probably have been the one that I would say. And I think if Ed's watching, I think Ed's a Stroh's guy and a Jordan guy. So um, 
That would be one. I actually have a couple of Yordans in the vault. Maybe next week, if they're doing well, he'll be my card. See, I think the Mariners are on some sort of a, like one of those destiny sort of runs. I'd uh, be okay with that. Sure. <laughs> you don't, you don't go into the playoffs on a walk off home run and that not affect the culture of your team. So I'd like to see the Mariners advance uh, and then, um, and then take on the Yankees because I think both of us are aligned on the Yankees. And as far as the Mariners, you'd think that I would say J Rod. Yeah. But um, there was a there was a rookie from last year's class that I hope takes Cal. off a little bit. Cal? Ke- nope, Kellenic. Mm. I'm hoping that he catches fire because he's sort of been the forgotten guy um, because J Rod's been so spectacular. So, mm-hmm. all right, Phillies Braves. And by the way, Matt Roper thinks that the Guardians win that series, not the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, the Guardians are probably one of those teams that we're just going to assume aren't going to do anything, and they'll probably be uh, be there. I mean, yeah. guilty. I, I assume they're not going to do anything because I don't know anything about them. Like, I can't, I can, literally can't speak to them, so I'm just going to be the, the meathead and say it's the Yankees. So, uh, all right, Phillies, yeah. Braves. Um, well, Phillies won today, so yep. they're they're already up. Um, you know, my boy Schwarber. I don't know if I would something to keep in mind. Um, I think the Braves are going to win that series, but uh, the if you look at the Phillies lineup, they're loaded. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm trying to think who. Uh, I really think Alec Baum. Alec Baum. You know, he's a stud. Yep. Um, you know, you got Bryce Harper in there, and actually Bryce Harper went three for three today. Um, but, you know, if you're looking rookie-wise and something in a, in a recent past, probably Alec Bohm, maybe. Yeah. He's a he's a good player. <laughs> yeah. he is. Every time he played the Cubs, he just did awesome. So, that's <laughs> I don't know. so I, I'm torn there because both my boys, um, one of my boys loves the Braves and the other one loves – the Phillies and so uh or more more so Bryce Harper but you know so I'm torn there you know the Phillies it was always about whether or not the Phillies could field the ball they they were always going to have hitting uh on that team but it was if they could get outs um but you know let's see if defense wins championships the Braves get outs and they've got a great pitching staff so I'm going to pick the Braves and I I say for business wise in this area, the Braves would be awesome. Yeah. You know, and Acuna cool. has been quiet this year. He's yeah. been very, very quiet. Quietly, so. quietly fine. He's been yep. playing right. He's been playing pretty good. Yep. From what Absolutely. I remember seeing. So uh, there's a time to pick up some Acuna before he does something special in the in the World Series. Now's now's the time. So how about Padres Dodgers? Who's going to stop the Dodgers? Yes, <laughs> is the so Juan Soto is going to stop the Dodgers. You know what? I think if there's ever a time for him to make <laughs> money, this would be the time. Everyone will look past his regular season woes, and they're not going to give a rip if he lights it up in the in the postseason. It's could you imagine if Tatis didn't get pinched? Could you imagine that lineup in a seven game series if all three of those dudes start hitting the ball? 
Could you imagine what Soto stuff will do if he comes round to MVP form and carries them? His um, at the national, his bat, his first was- playoff home run bat was there, and our friend Aaron was looking at it and negotiating closely. But it was, I mean, if I remember right, like seventy five thousand was the asking price on that bat. His first postseason home oh, yeah. run. So, oh, yeah, nice. Be interesting. Is that Matt? Is that Stephen Kwan? Is that is is he the rookie there, Steve Kwan? Um, let me know in the comments there, Matt. I think that he was he had the spotlight on him early in the season. I don't know if he maintained it, but uh, I know that he was a, a rookie uh, that people were looking at early in the season. So, all right. Well, we've got this on tape. Let's see. Um, you know, on the Dodger side of things, uh, I, I saw a stat. And I should have used it for stat of the week, but like Freddie Freeman had a spectacular season and it's like, he just gets overshadowed number one. Cause he's not on the East coast anymore. And we there's East coast bias everywhere. Um, but you know, that Dodgers team is like the Yankees they are just loaded, uh, and they're going to be tough to beat, but I think the Padres have a shot there. So, all right, let's move on. What is hitting the shelves at Grand Slam this week, Josh? So tomorrow we have three products that launch. Um, on the baseball side, we have Topps Archives Hobby Boxes, um, Panini Prism Quick Pitch, I believe I said, uh, Quick Pitch Prism. That would be equivalent to like your uh, no huddle football and your fast break basketball. So, so some... some- uh, different parallels you can get only in that skew. Yep, and uh, you're looking like a hobby box, but without guaranteed autos, so it pushes the price down to closer to a hundred bucks. Okay. So, um, and then National Treasures Collegiate Football is tomorrow as well. Mm. So it's collegiate, so it's not your nutty prices. The collegiate uniforms keep the price down. I think they'll be seven hundred a box. Which sounds crazy high, but when you look at the, I think the last year the regular was like four thousand or something. Oh, crazy. anytime you can get national treasures anything for under a thousand dollars, yeah. I mean it's it's nuts. I've got a buddy that does national like he's like gobbling up national treasures treasures like NASCAR stuff with these nasty patches and autos, and it's like dirt cheap of like guys that are legendary here in the south so um it just baffles me i'll never know why uh it's counterintuitive to me why people don't like college stuff as much as pros because if you ever go i i could i'll put up any nfl stadium against any sec stadium on a saturday it's not even close yeah it's it's not even close i mean you will get people that i mean your your college football team could have a losing record uh for eight years in a row and they'll sell out every game it's Mm -hmm. it's nuts and it just doesn't make sense to me why collegiate football um products just don't do as well as pros it's it's baffling to me it's something that i've accepted and have learned yeah. You know, had a it is odd. Yeah. The following that college teams have and these players have 
yeah. it's, it, it is odd to me that there's such a price difference, but yep. yep. It's just what the hobby has crowned as. Ooh. First so off the line, first off the line, impeccable WWE. Yeah. That's so Jacob, you may, you may need to private message me. You're one of my WWE buyers. Um, but impeccable WWE comes out next Wednesday and I do have a case of it coming because I know me and him privately chatted about whether I was going to get that product or not. And I found out today I'm getting a case of it. So let me know if you want some, uh, Jacob. Let me know privately. So, DJ. Those are outside of some Pokemon. There's some Pokemon products that come Friday that are, that'll be hot for the Pokemon crowd. But those uh, National Treasures, Collegiate Football, Quick Pitch, Prism Baseball, and Archives uh, Baseball are all tomorrow. So Daniel chimes in. He likes the college Daniel. stuff for his personal collection. Absolutely. Matt. Yep. East Coast Bias. Hey, Anthony. What's up, dude? Anthony, I thought we blocked him from being able to come on here. I, after, you know, after those comments last week he made behind my back on the podcast. You keep making those comments, Anthony. I got you. Matt, um, Rowland, uh, I believe it's 109 to 119. It's guaranteed under 119 a box. Might be 109. Or it's one, if it's 119, join our text message marketing group and you get a 10% off coupon. So that would be 12 bucks off of. Boom. 19 so boom 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 all right <clears throat> um and anthony is he said he's your biggest supporter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right um uh a couple things before we move on from new in the shop um there's a break floating around and guys i think you're sleeping on this break okay. it's three hobby box three hobby boxes it's a three hobby box break at 29 bucks I mean, if you just do the quick math on what it would take for you to buy one of these hobby boxes, um, it's it's crazy. So, um, yes, we will drop the link in the show notes. Uh, it's Luminance, Score, and Elite. Um, let's let's get, let's get that thing filled. Um, yeah, it's uh, half full. It's half full now. Yep. And I know these aren't high end hobby boxes, but you're talking nine autographs. A bunch of numbered cards, a boatload of rookie cards, and uh, you never know. And that Luminous product, I keep saying it, it's the stadium club of football. It's They're beautiful. So, uh, And then uh, trade night, 11 this, this weekend, Saturday. this Saturday. Uh, and I'm going to plug that again before the show ends. But let's yep. move on. We're already at 30 minutes, and we have so much to talk about. Because this is something that you brought up to me, and I wanted to talk about this with the guys. Um, <clears throat> there have been a lot. I, I watch uh, in, to prep for our, us doing the show, and just for me to stay uh, up to date. I watch a lot of content, a lot of YouTube content, and there's a lot of <clears throat> a lot of influencers saying things about this. Uh, the hobby, the sports card hobby and the market about it crashing, about it uh, tanking. Um, a lot of negative energy has been um, has been spewed out there about the hobby. Uh, and I wanted to bring that up. Um, Josh, you are this is how you um, this is how you put food on the table. 
So yep. this hits you way different than it than it hits me. You know, uh, to yep. me, this is very much still a hobby, a hobby that I love, but uh, there's a little bit of a buffer there for me when I see things like this online. But let's talk about this. Let's unpack this a little bit. What have you been hearing? What have you been seeing? And what's your take on it? Well, so yeah, I, I like, so there's two sides to this. I would say there's the collector side and there's the business side. And I, you know, for you on the collector side, this is kind of great news. Prices are coming down to earth. Everything is, it is more affordable now than it has been in probably at least two years. Um, I, I noticed in one YouTube video that I shared with you where a um, sports card investor was talking about, this is kind of a scary time for some people. All the comments were like, man, I'm having a blast right now in the hobby because I'm able to get some things at affordable prices. You know, you're able to walk into card shops and there's selection on the shelves. And so for the collector and the customer, I think this is an awesome time. And for some reason, it is a downtime, so those things don't equate. So uh, we have noticed the shop is slower than it has been since COVID, because COVID during COVID it was nuts. Um, the brakes aren't filling as fast as they used to, and that's that's standard across the board. That's not a secret to anybody. Um, so yeah, we're just as it does. It gets a little scarier for me because you can you could maybe scale back your buying or you could take a, a, a week or two off, but we can't take a, a, any time off because we have bills and employees that need to be paid. So yeah, it gets a little, little scary there, but, um, but it always bounces back. I like the, there's an optimistic side of a down market. It's always going to bounce back. It has for 50 years. Um, and it's a time for people. I was telling you uh, pregame score hobby boxes for football last year. I remember that we sold out at four hundred dollars a box, if I remember three ninety nine ninety nine. Mm -hmm. I've got them on the shelf at one eighty a box. And yeah, this rookie class isn't as strong, but it's not always just about the rookies. In fact, someone bought a box the other day and pulled a Justin Herbert autograph out of it. You know, so there's veteran stuff in this rookie class. Um, we were talking about it with a couple customers in the store the other day. It's not as bad as people are making it out to be. It might be a little quarterback light. Some of the quarterbacks are still to come. I mean, you see Anthony's comment, Bailey Zappi or Zappi, how do you, you pronounce his, his name for the Patriots? His stuff's pretty hot right now because he's looking pretty good. Um, so yeah, there's a couple, there's a couple ways to take it, you know, and I, I would agree when the prices are down. There's a common quote. People would come into Grand Slam and they would say, man, I bet you like this, that the hobby on fire like this. And, you know, it's just sports card industry was was hot. It was on fire. And I would say, you know, I'm ready for it to cool off because it was easier to sell these products when they weren't $800 a hobby box. You know, right. when they're $299 a hobby box, it's a little easier to sell. So I like it for that in that regard. Um, I would like. Uh, more customers like always. So um, we do hang our hat on a couple different things. Pokemon is really big for us. And so you'll probably see us at the shop. If you're a regular, we'll, we'll focus a little more of our buying here in the near future on Pokemon. Um, 
if this and we'll, we'll chill out a little bit on the sports side. But I'm telling you, coming to the shop now, these hobby box prices have never been as low as they are. We went through and did some price markdowns the other day on wax that's on the shelf. Um, the days of $89 blasters are over. Hallelujah. You know, we're down to 49 and hopefully we get a little cheaper than that even. You know, we're in the 49 59 range for some of the good blasters. And, uh, and the, the not good ones were to 29 and 39. So prices are good. Traffic is down. I, I said in one of the YouTube videos that I was watching and all the comments I was reading and a lot of people were saying, this is a great time to buy, like I was telling you. And uh, I made a comment in there because no one knows that I own a card shop. But I said, you know, don't forget it. These downtimes support your local card shop. Right. You know, and I'm not just saying Grand Slam Rock Hill. If you're in Charlotte, support those guys up there. But uh, if it's slow in the business, it's slow for the stores and the stores want to be there when it turns back on. So don't forget yeah. about us, I would say. But but this is a good time to buy. It really is. And the guys with really deep pockets this will be when they're buying so that when it bounces back, there's money to be made. And then you'll, you'll talk grading in a little bit. So there's yep. more opportunities there. So, your so well, yeah. So, you know, it, certainly, um, you know, we've made no bones about it. We, you know, part of the reason why Josh and I talk about ridiculous sports stuff in our takes on our lukewarm takes on teams <laughs> and sports and cards is to give exposure to the shop, right? This is this is a thing that we're doing. We love the community we're trying to build here, uh, and 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 we do it so that we can build a community. Uh, we can make it an environment for people to come together and uh, build a familiarity with you guys and Josh and people that are meeting Josh and me for the first time that come into the shop, so that they buy product. That's that's no secret. But we've also been an advocate about doing this responsibly. You know, there should be no reason why you're buying a hobby box when you haven't paid your bills yet. Like, right. and so I think what's happening is um, because it was just, we were in an environment to where everything was going up and up and up and up and up that guys were able to buy hobby boxes, grade their way out of it, and come out on the plus side. Well, that is not the case anymore. Um, it's tougher now. You got to be more strategic. It's not like throw anything at the dartboard and you're making money. Now you got to be a little bit smarter. Now you got to now you you have to um, diversify. It's not like every rookie, you know. Um, you know, there was that hot second where Bull Bull was going crazy, right? Mm -hmm. And then everybody else saw some rookie do one thing and card prices went up. That's not the case anymore, guys. Uh, the, the card guys are just more savvy. They're going to want to see established guys do something. They're going to want to see rookies sort of uh, keep up their performance so that uh, the prices that would, that are, you know, most of these guys, like even Mahomes, you know, if you look at his pricing, he's got a couple Super Bowls built into that pricing. And mm -hmm. newsflash, he only has one. So, you know, he's going to have to maintain to keep, to maintain his pricings. So, you know, it's just tougher to pick the right horse these days. I'm I was wrong on every pick that I had going yeah. into this football season. 
And so I think that with the whole macroeconomic thing and this downward pressure, it's easy to talk about this market in a negative way. Uh, I'm not saying that anybody's doing this um, because they're, they're saying that the sky is falling so people click on their stuff. Uh, I, I think I think to talk about the market uh, in this downward cycle is a responsible thing if you're in the hobby. Um, but with that being said, uh, all the videos, all the guys that I taught uh, that I listen to uh, or watch, for the most part, they did exactly what you said, Josh. They hit you with, "Wow, things don't look good in the card hobby," and then they spun out of that into, "But that means for collectors, especially collectors." I mean, I am sure there are some Brady cards that are out there right now that you're like, wow, um, now may be the time to scoop one of those up because I may, you may never see Brady's or Jordan's or, or LeBron's at this price again, you know, yeah. because even now, even as far down as people are talking about that the, the market has dropped, it's still above where it, was. where it was in 2017. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I'll steal. I don't know who I heard this from, but I'll steal it. Um, the only way you get hurt on a roller coaster is if you jump off. Um, and so hang if on. You, it, just hang on. If you believe in a player, then there's nothing wrong with holding it, holding, holding those cards. And if they're low numbered, rare, and high grade, then you have an asset there that that while it may be taking a beating now, it'll it will come back. It will yeah. come back. Let, um, let me speak on long same vein to George's comment here. Uh, George said the card show up in Hickory was dead with high card prices. It wasn't the same good show. So what's happening is these guys that attend these shows when prices were high. This is not rocket surgery either but when prices were high they bought these cards and now a card i'm just use round numbers they're asking a thousand dollars for that they spent 800 on is now worth 700 but they won't come down below because they've got 800 into it right and so there will come a time though where they'll just have to cut their losses and turn it back into money so it, since we're at the beginning probably of this downturn um it may take a little time for the, you know, for people to say, look, I'm going to have to, I may be in it for 800 and it's worth 700. I'm going to have to price it 700 or 650 and get out of it and, and move on. So that we noticed that in, at the national that we would come upon a card and, um, and we're like, Hey, you know, can you do better on that? And they would say, I've got this into it. I know it's, that's what I got into it. So I got to have that for it. Yep. And we're like, well, that's, it's more than what it's worth, so I just can't do it. And so we ran into that a surprising amount of times. Um, but that's just, they're going to have no choice at some point unless they don't care about selling it and they want to hold it long term. There's some cards I got in the vault that it's like, I'm just going to ride out this roller coaster and they're going to come back up and yep. then that's the time to move it. But there will be plenty of people that are going to have to turn this stuff back into money, myself included, down at the shop. There's some things we're just going to have to eat some loss on turn it back into money, pump it back into something else so we can move. Um, 
Yeah, George. See, that was the same thing. He's saying a lot of the guy, a lot of the guys there wouldn't listen to the the comp prices. Yeah, they don't care what the comps are. They know what they have in it, and that's right. why they wouldn't listen to it. So um, they'll and listen. I don't, <clears throat> and I don't know what that fallacy is called. It's some fancy sales thingy. But um, and I learned this because I don't know if you know this, but I'm a I'm a recovering realtor. I'm really it was just pound for pound the worst realtor I that do. you've never heard of, but. Um, I would get that argument from folks trying to sell a house. Well, I can't list my house for that. I bought it for this. And I'm like, okay, Mr. and Mrs. Person. And let me just turn this back to cards. Okay, Mr. and Mr. Miss, Mr. Mrs. or Mr. Dealer. If you got that card for free, then you should just give it away to the next person, right? Because that's what you have into it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, I wouldn't do that. Well then what you paid for it has nothing to do with the value of it. Yeah. It's a, it's a how fallacy badly, that how badly do you need to sell it would be that what it's going right, to come down to. Right. And just keep in mind, guys, the, the, the seller does not control the market. The buyer does. The buyer sets the, sets the yeah. price. And that's, so. and that's kind of my point is, yeah, they won't have a choice, but to have to eat some loss if no one buys the card. Right. And that's, so. what's going to happen if it's just too, too high priced. So, yeah, we're seeing a little bit of that too. And I'm at, at, down at the shop. If you see a card in our showcase, um, I'll say it to people. Hey, if there's a card you're interested in there, the price seems high. Let me know. Let's look it up and see what it's doing now. Because we probably priced it at a certain price. Mm -hmm. and now it's come down and we just got to adjust it. We haven't gone in and adjusted it yet. So don't let the price on there scare you. Let's talk about it and we'll wheel and deal. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, Anthony. Shows are a joke now. Everyone has to pull out their phones <laughs> to yeah, sell cars. Yeah, I will say, in the, in the, I agree that it is. You, just everyone's got a phone about <laughs> yeah. price and everything. But I, I will say, as a seller, a dealer at a show, you need to, you need to make sure that you're not getting hosed on a card. You know, I that's why I like to price my cards before I go. I know that's a lot more work, but. Um, yeah, they're not there to also sell you a $500 card for 200 bucks, you know. So I like to quickly do a quick a quick comp check if I haven't in a while. That's a good dealer does his comp checks before the show. So when people say, "Well, would you take 300 for that?" They know in their head what the last comp is roughly. So, but every now and again I got to look something up. Let me just make sure that, you know, this guy didn't pitch a no-hitter last night and the cards are <laughs> the price. But, All right. Well, the take home message here, guys, is that, you know, the sky is not falling. Prices might be. Uh, the market might be down. But this this market, the sports cards were here long before uh, I was, and they'll, it'll continue. Uh, and, you know, there's this little bit of uncertainty with Fanatics coming down the road. We've talked a little bit about this in the past, but just think about this. The customer doesn't need to be scared about the fanatics thing. It's going to be awesome for the customer. Yep. Card shops, breakers, and distributors need to be panicking. And we are a little bit, but we also know we're just going to try to adjust and do what we can do to stay afloat. But it's a great – fanatics is going to advertise. Yep. It's going to be great for the card market. We have to get through this, this downturn in these rough mm -hmm. waters. When fanatics takes over – it's going to be different, I guarantee it, but they 
I think it's going to be, and sports card investor said the same thing. It's going to be really, really good. Yep. Absolutely. All right. We are running long here and I don't want to miss uh, talking about this. Um, drop some more questions in the chat. If we need to circle back and get those, maybe even next week we will. Um, grading. Holy cow. If there's two things. Um, PSA. It's like a cat playing with three mice. This is what I'm seeing. Because they announced their price drop. Well, CSG sort of announced a price drop. They they did like a... Actually, they increased their prices and did an August special or a October special. But PSA, for their bulk... Here's bulk pricing now for all four companies. PSA, you can bulk grade... For $18 a card, 120-day turnaround. SGC bulk pricing, 18 bucks, five to ten business days. I and probably faster. It's way faster. I sent in a submission to them. It was uh 17 cards. I mailed it on Friday, and it got back to me graded by the next Wednesday. That's like that's insane. It's crazy. Uh, CSG is twelve dollars bulk, twelve days. BGS, remember them? BGS, eighteen dollars a card, no subgrades. I think it's twenty five dollars a card with subgrades, forty five to ninety days. Holy cow! Grading is under twenty dollars a card now. Caveat. Declared value under two hundred bucks. So this is this is not that's for P- that's 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 yeah. that's for PSA. Yep. Yeah. So and, that, and that's, that's the that's, only that's sorry. Go ahead. That's they're the only company with declared value, I believe. Okay. So yeah, this is aimed at lesser expensive cards, and um, yeah, it's the it's your your base stuff. You want to grade for eighteen bucks and make it worth. 50 or 60. Um, to this effect, Ed, I was texting with Ed just a little bit a couple hours ago, and he, if he, I'm not, he, he might be. I don't listening. think he's on. Or he'll catch it, on, catch it on the flip flop. But um, <clears throat> he said he has been buying, grading, and reselling and doing really well lately. Yeah. Um, scouring, he said, scouring eBay for cards, raw cards to grade. And um, doing very well at that. So, with this price downturn that we've talked about, there's another. Uh, and uh, that's the thing, and this ties in with our the previous discussion. The, the price of cards are down. The price of grading is down. It, I mean, if you want to to put a collection together or if you want to start building up a war chest of desirable slabs for when this market roars back and we I think we're both in agreement that it will this is the time to do it guys I mean yeah Ed's exact quote was uh, I'm making great money finally on grading cards I'm averaging six weeks return on the $18 grading mm-hmm. uh, Buying off eBay because of how many choices there are and grading the good ones. Yep. So 
Absolutely. Job um, George is PSA still the king of resale. Seems like most people would have PSA. Yes. Uh, and it's not even close. Uh, I think uh, I've said it before. Uh, SGC um, missed their shot um, to flood the market with their slabs uh, and take more of a foothold. Uh, but man, I tell you what, 17 cards graded in less than a week. I like it. And yeah. I like this lab. You know me. We've yeah. shown them off here. That's crazy. Any other thoughts on that? I mean, I think my takeaway is that PSA uh, rules the roost here. I mean, no matter what they do, people are going to have to react. And I think what they're going to do is they're going to force people to drop their prices. And then those people are going to get overwhelmed. And then PSA is the only one that can withstand a million card backlog right now. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't you say SGC and the others just need to hang their hat on turnaround time then? That would be. (laughs) Yeah. Because price. Three or four uh, turnaround times. That's strong as new rope. I mean, it's just, you know. I, I, the cards and I, one of my cards in the vault, um, was supposed to go through PSA. Aaron contacted me and, um, said, this may not 10. Um, and I know you want, you know, he knew that I wanted to get these back for the Nashville show. And so I said, well, let me, let me go ahead and, uh, send them on to another grading company. Um, but, that turnaround time. If you want these things, you will you will get, I think, a PSA ten depending on the card versus a SGC ten. You know, the SGC ten is going to get maybe seventy percent of what a PSA ten is, <clears throat> if you're lucky, uh, and unless it's like a vintage card or a really, really sought after card. So, um. George, I like sending uh, to SGC, and if he gets a ten, then send it out to well, so the right card, the right card that it's got that's got room in it to do that. That's Absolutely, right? Because I'm the same way. I feel like if SGC gives it a ten, you're almost guaranteed a PSA ten. Yep. Just my opinion. Yep. Um, the interesting one to me, uh, and it's because I'm a baseball guy, and a, and I like to dabble in the whole Bowman thing. There is a market for Bowman autos being in BGS slabs. There is a there is a market. I think it's subgrades? just that old school. What's that? Because of the subgrades, or not just that. I think, I think because of the just the tradition of baseball. There's it's not there's there. I think there's a lot of older money and older collectors in baseball. And since Beckett was sort of the, the OG grading company, there's, there's a bit of a love affair seeing Bowman autos. Probably uh, nostalgic for some of them. Yep. And in BGS slabs. So uh, that's a tough one for me at 18 bucks. I've got some Bowman autos I'm sitting on. And they're prospects. So it's not like you're in a hurry to get them back. Right. And so, um, I may I may see what that experience is like. They're going to have to clean up their website um, because not a lot of people, there are not a lot of group submitters 
for BGS just because there's no volume there. So, uh, and I've started like two or three submissions on BGS, the website and just given up because it's just, there's too much friction there. So cool. Um, uh, pull George's question up there. I want to speak that for a second because mm-hmm. a, I have this question myself. I'm curious what others opinions are on it. My opinion is if I got an SGC 10, I'd want to send it in the slab and play mental games that greater sees that card has an SGC 10 and it maybe primes the pump a little bit. Mm. But if I have a nine or a nine, five cracking it, I feel like I want to crack it and send it raw. Yep. Would you agree? Do you have any experience or Anthony who says he likes to do that? Or does anyone else listening have any experience doing that? So I just I, feel like I'm sorry if I'm a PSA grader and I get a SGC card in a nine and I'm cracking it, no matter how good it looks, I've got that nine in my head that yeah. PSA saw something. So I got to find what it is. And so I, I yeah, I, I cracked, I cracked, I, I kept the labels. And so I'll do a little bit of a reveal, but I, I, I cracked some slabs. I didn't have the guts to do it to anything expensive, but I just wanted to see what, what the crossing over would be like. It's a little nerve wracking snapping a slab. It's, it's really nerve wracking because you're sitting there and you're trying to hold it open and you don't want the card to fall out, but you don't want your screwdriver to hit the card. And so, um, for me, if, uh, I think I'm snapping them all. I don't, I don't think even if it was a 10, uh, that I would send it. Cause I, I, I don't, I don't even know if they're doing crossovers anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's got to come. I think you oh. got to get it out of there. Raw. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, because if that was the case, they'd probably get overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, and then they got to have a whole department of guys cracking those things. And the, the liability. Yeah. You know, so. That's a anyway. question for Aaron. We, we should, we should, next time we have Aaron on, we'll ask him Absolutely. that. He'll have some experience with that. Well, guys, take advantage of this grading. Uh, let us know the experience. If, if um, what I want to do is I want to get the same card, not, not literally the same card, but let's just say the same, you know, let's just say an unnumbered parallel of a player that they all look great and send them to each company and, and just see what that experience is and get them, get them back in hand. I think, I think that'd be a cool experiment. So yeah, cool. anyway, we're on to card from the vault, and this episode is going to run a little long. So thank you for hanging in there with us, guys. Just so a couple long. just a couple minutes long, yes. So card from the vault. You want to go first, Josh? Sure. In the spirit of, uh, of the postseason and Mr. Judge that broke the American League home run record. Um, so funny, funny story with this. I had in the vault, I think three Aaron Judge rookie autos that I had just been holding, and. They hadn't done anything in so long. I said, you know what? A couple of these belong down at the shop. So I said, but I'll keep one in the vault just in case. Then this year happens, and I wish I'd have kept all three because <laughs> this is the one I did keep. They were all Panini rookie autos, but this one's out of gold standard. It's numbered to 199. Nice. Um, I just thought it was the prettiest of the bunch, and uh, I couldn't even tell you where we got it. Probably picked it up off a customer long ago in the shop, but. Aaron Judge, number to 199, rookie auto out of gold standard. So nice. That, that's the only. I have a, a short print Aaron Judge rookie floating somewhere. 
That might have also made its way back down to the shop because the card hadn't done anything in so long, but it would probably cringe for me to look at it now and see what it's worth. So, Well, my cards from the vault will all probably be soccer until after the World Cup. So this um, was actually a card that Aaron advised me not to send to PSA because he was not sure. It ended up getting it done. Makes you say kaboom! That is a Robert Lewandowski kaboom. Um, if you guys don't know who he is, he plays for Poland and he also plays for Barcelona. Um, and he is a machine when it comes to scoring goals. So if you're in the soccer, this one's this one's. I'm trying to move this one, so I'll either move it before or at the Nashville show. So hit me up. Beautiful. Kabooms are so beautiful. Um, funny, funny stat, not a stat I heard, but a quote I heard about going back to Aaron Judge. His dad, um, someone posted on Facebook, his dad said to him, or Aaron Judge said, my dad's always telling me, dude, you get like 800 at-bats a year. You can't hit 80 home runs? <laughs> like, can't be that hard out of, you know, seven. I think he, he was almost 700 at-bats this year. It's like, can't hit 80 home runs out of 700 at-bats? It's funny when you it's funny when you hear it that way. It's like you oh, know, yeah. it doesn't sound that un, unreasonable to hit such a that's such a underachiever. That's such a like a, a, a strict dad thing. To oh, say. that's a total dad thing to say. And then All another. Right. Oh no! When we get to stat of the week, I'll, I'll I have a second little tidbit I'll throw on. All right, um, Josh, what's headed to the shop next week? Yes, and then oh. and then we'll wrap things up. Yep. So real quick, next week, we talked about it earlier a little bit, Impeccable WWE, um, Certified Football, Spectra Basketball, Panini 3-2 and two Baseball, and Bowman Sterling. So those all for sure, along with, I'm sure, some other Pokemon stuff that um, comes out. Um... And Luminaries Baseball. Yes. Nice. Nice. I think my favorite sleeper product there is going to be the Bowman Sterling. I remember this year's, or was it this year or last year's Bowman product? One of them that was just really, really good looking. That Bowman Sterling Baseball is going to be really good looking. Um, And so, and is that, that's that's prospect heavy, but there's going to be some bangers as far as vet autos in that product as well right i i believe that's correct and it's yeah. always a beautiful looking product yeah. too um, yep. and again we've been talking about it this little downturn in the market um wink wink nudge nudge support your local car shop but these prices are going to be good like i'm looking at certified football it was as high as 800 bucks during covid i think last year it was 500 bucks it's going to be under 300 bucks. That's nuts. So buy it, buy it, buy it and buy it local. And, and that by now that everybody's in the pro uniforms by now. Yep. So these, these, um, super, super, um, talented position players that you're seeing in this draft class, um, they're going to be in their pro uniforms like, uh, Chris Olave, and uh, I think it's, is it um, Garrett Mitchell and some yeah. other wide receivers that are really making a splash. They're going to be in those pro uniforms and those cards are good looking as well. So <clears throat> also 
Um, the break. Uh, if you have not seen this break, again, it's three hobby boxes, luminaries, score, and mm-hmm. uh, elite. Um, 29 bucks a spot, random teams. Let's get this thing filled so we can see what sort of bangers are in those hobby boxes. In the comments, I just put the, a link to the break page. So go there, grab a spot. It's 29 bucks. Um, I'd love to break it tomorrow night. If we, if it's half full, be nice to fill it by tomorrow night and break it. Otherwise, we don't want to have to scrap it. So right. Um, trade night this Saturday at yeah. the shop. Uh, yeah. I've, it's supposed to. I think it's supposed to be great weather. I'm not sure, but I know it's been a lot cooler in the evenings. So uh, if if it's going to be dry, we're going to try to set up outside. Josh, if it's dry, yeah. Yeah, let's set some tables out on the sidewalk. Open That'd the door. Cool. Keep it cool in there. We're going to give some stuff away. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for that. Um, yep. Do some raffles. Yep. It looks fun. like looks fun. like Saturday is clear and beautiful. So we're going to uh, look forward to that. Um, all right. Let's wrap, wrap things up. Get everybody out of here uh, with crazy stat of the week. Let me share my screen. Oh, and before, when you share your screen, before we do stat, the picture I sent you um, that George sent me from the Hickory Show. Do you have that? Can we throw that up there? Oh, uh, would you send that to me? You via Telegram. Yeah. Well, here, before we do that, I'll talk about my stat. In 2022, that is the season that we just finished. Otani had an awesome year. We all know that. To put it in perspective, he had more home runs than Stanton. That's always an accomplishment. <laughs> he had a higher batting average than Mookie Betts. He had a lower ERA than Garrett Cole, and he had more strikeouts than Justin Verlander. Like, who are you give an MVP to, Judge or Otani? Me? Yeah. Judge, because you give an MVP to a winning team. Mm. That's where I stand. Isn't on that, that. Is, isn't that counter? to most valuable player, not uh, not most winning player. I Can know. they do co I would do co MVP. If there's a way to do co MVP, I would do that. Uh, winning's gotta count for something. Winning has to count for something. So that's just my take. All right, here's that photo. Yep. So this Boom. is yeah. So there's George's son rocking the Grand Slam Rock Hill shirt. Nice. Pictured with Kane. Is that Kane? He looks. Yeah, that's Kane. He looks. He looks normal besides the mask. Again, small. He does not look small. He does not look small. But he looks. He looks normal. Yeah. How big is he standing up? They, you know, he advertised him seven feet tall in the in the WWE, so he's probably pretty close to that. I would think. (sighs) That's a monster of a man. That was cool. Representing the Grand Slam shirt there. Yeah. With his picture. (laughs) All right. Um, If you haven't already, like, subscribe, drop a review. Let us know what we're doing right. Let us know what we're doing wrong and what you want to hear more of and less of. Um, Josh, do you have any parting shots before we let our guys go? Uh, no, I think we hit it all. Thanks for the, hanging out the few extra minutes. Come see us at the shop. Some of this new product and these new low prices keep us in business and, uh, fill that break. If you want to, you want to break it. Otherwise we'll scrap it and sell the product down at the shop. So but I'd rather break it with these guys. Absolutely. All right. All Thanks right. Josh. Have a good night. See you guys. Bye.
Thanks for listening. If you like the Talking Shop podcast, be sure to give us a great rating and review. Catch you next time as we talk shop.